Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey everybody, what's happening? How are you? Thanks for tuning in. Hope you all are feeling well. Everybody doing okay out there? (laughs) Well, I hope we're enjoying a second half of Orioles baseball. They're now 28 and 62. Look, we thought the first half was going to end pretty crazy in a fun way, right? Trey Mancini hits a two-run home run in the bottom of the ninth to tie it up against the White Sox. Trey Mancini's going to the home run derby, and we're going, all right, this is pretty cool. It's been quite a shit show watching the Orioles play, but hey, if this is how the first half ends, maybe they can carry some momentum going into the second half. They wind up losing in extra innings against the White Sox, of course. Then the Orioles start the second half. We're playing the Royals. Okay, they're not the best team. Maybe we can get some momentum. Nope, lose that game. 28-62. and Dem O's. Oh, boy. That's not a good start, but keep going. Hit me up, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Twitter, at fullcountchaos, where we like to vent all our frustration. Hope you enjoyed the Home Run Derby All-Star Game. I'm going to be talking about that. Uh, drafts, maybe a couple picks, you know, whatever. We, we never really know what these draft picks, whether these players are going to really do anything. I'd be lying if I said I got stoked during drafts. I mean, I get very curious, and I do look forward to the draft, but I've never been angry or depressed they didn't pick a specific player. Adley Rushman was probably the most excited I've been in a long time with the draft pick. But we'll get into more of that next week. Got Zach Goodman coming on the show. Always love talking sports with him. So we'll go down more of a rabbit hole talking about the draft picks and all that fun shit. One thing I do got to say here, uh, it was actually a relaxing week without Orioles baseball. It, it's bad as that may sound. Because, of course, I love the Orioles and I watch them all the time. But it was almost like a vacation from work <laughs> to get away from the the anger and the depression and the anxiety. Again, we're watching a team that we're kind of rolling into August soon and they have 28 wins. So not watching Orioles baseball every day. We got, hey, we got to watch Trey Mancini in the Home Run Derby. We got to watch Tedrick Mullins and the All-Star break. It was kind of nice just to get away <laughs> from the sadness of Orioles baseball. My wife was like, you seem more calm, more relaxed. Your blood pressure seems down. What's going on? I'm like, I haven't been watching the Orioles all week. It's like a vacation. She's like, oh, that makes sense. But hey, the Orioles second half season's coming up. I'm excited for it. You know, people say, why why are you excited? Because I love the Orioles. They're like our child. No matter what happens, no matter how bad things are, when things are well, Regardless, we're there to support them. Whatever decision they decide to make, however things are going, we're there. And I've made the comparison before. It's almost like a bad ex relationship. You know, all your friends and family, get away from them. They make you sad, angry. They don't love you back. Why do you keep going back to them? You're like, I don't know. I just love her. I want to be there for her. (laughs) Everyone's like, why do you do that to yourself? But I'm excited that the Orioles are starting the second half of the season. I will be there. As sad as it makes me be, I know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and maybe that's like those bad exes. I, I, we, we can work it out. Okay, we just need to work a couple things out, and in probably about a year or two, if we keep working at it, things will be all right, and we'll love each other again. Everyone's like, oh, boy. All right, well, that's a slim chance. Hopefully, that's how it works out. <laughs> that's how it's going to work out, I swear. 
I don't know. But I never thought Home Run Derby could get me to tear up. Look, 50,000 fans standing for Trey Mancini. My eyes are watering up. I'm kind of looking to the left because my wife was watching it with me as well. I can't let her know her husband's crying over baseball. Like Tom Hanks says, there's no crying in baseball, even when it's a beautiful moment. (laughs) But I'm sitting there getting all teary-eyed. I guess I am a very emotional guy. I mean, in weddings, I get very emotional. It's probably the free alcohol. I mean, doesn't everybody start crying because they're just wasted because they've been drinking since 4 o'clock for free? And some people are the angry drunks. They want to fight everybody. I guess I'm emotional drunk. You know, the last wedding I was at, I'm sitting there crying like, this is so beautiful. You can tell they love each other. My wife's like, will you calm down? This is my coworker's nephew. You don't even know him. I'm like, yeah, but you can just tell that they're in love. <laughs> so, all right, I'm going to admit to myself, I am an emotional guy. But hey, you fuck with me, I'll kick your ass, right? I'm a, I'm a tough guy too. And when I get done kicking your ass, I'm going to kick yours. But anything involving our Oriole players, in the national spotlight, gets me fired up. It's fun. I mean, even watching Cedric Mullins walk over to Trey when he would call timeout, home run derby, and he'd walk over and give him the Gatorade and give him a pep talk. I'm like, look at that. Look at that. It's Trey and Cedric. They're talking to each other right now. <laughs> My wife was like, who, who is that? Who's that kid walking up to Trey? I was like, that's Cedric Mullins. She's like, I don't, rec- I don't recognize these players without their uniforms on. I said, yeah, he, uh, He's our best player, and he's a uh, starting all-star outfielder right now. And she's like, yeah, shithead, I know who Cedric Mullins is. I just didn't recognize him. She thought it was some kid who, like, volunteered, you know, won, won some um, prize. He get to go up and hand Trey Mancini his Gatorade during his timeouts. Nope, that's uh, Cedric Mullins. But again, with 50,000 fans standing ovation for Trey Mancini, everything that he's been through, it just was emotional. And look, when the Orioles in 2012, when the Orioles were so bad for so long, starting back in 97, and it's still going on now, but when they in 2012, when they got into the wild card game, they're on national television, and they're in the playoff game. I mean, that was emotional. I felt myself getting teary-eyed. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I had a friend text me during Homer and Derby. He says, Tatis actually seems like a good guy. I'm like, yeah, they all are. They're all usually great guys. They're just competitive. They're not on our team. That's why we think they're all dicks. You know, they hit three home runs in one game against our team. We're like, he's an asshole. I don't like him. Why? Why don't you like him? Because he's three for four with three home runs today. So he's an asshole. No, these are all typically really good guys. Look, if you judged me by my competitiveness when I play sports, you'd think I was a huge dick. You'd be like, yeah, I love his podcast, but what a dick. That's just because I'm very competitive. These guys are competitive as well. Making millions of dollars, having fun, being on national television, just getting in the groove. So, yeah, I texted back and said, yeah, no shit. They all normally are good guys. It's just we don't like them because they do so well against our team all the time. And he's like, well, the bat flip. I'm like, oh, don't start with the bat flip bullshit. (laughs) And then Machado, that was kind of cool seeing him hug Mancini during the uh, home run derby. Mm. Manny Machado. Oh, what could have been? 
so sad that he had to go. But uh, the rebuild, so we have to let him go. But Trey wins uh, by one home run in the first round, and I was getting pumped up. I was jumping up out of my seat. I was yelling. My, you know, my wife's like, can you tone it down? You're scaring the cat. But I was getting excited. I don't care, home run derby or not. That's our boy Trey. I'm going to root him on. No matter what sport you put on television, and I watch, somehow or another, I'm going to find a way to get extremely invested in one team or another and get excited. And that's how I'll react. Some of the plays, I'll, I'll you'll hear me yelling, jumping up, jumping out of my seat, pacing back and forth, and, it, and it'll be like uh, Girls College World Series. I, I have no team that I invest in, but when I'm watching it, I get really invested somehow. It just sucks me in. So when I'm watching something with our boy Trey Mancini from the Baltimore Orioles, and it's a competitive situation like home run derby, you're damn right I'm going to get excited. <laughs> and by the way, seeing Ken Griffey Jr. there uh, on <laughs> with his, uh, was it, a uh, Canon zoom lens, taking photos of everybody. When Trey was batting, they were showing Ken taking uh, photos. That was cool. 99% of baseball fans tuned in to see Home Run Derby was probably tuned in to see Otani, right? I mean, the 1% were oil fans <laughs> rooting for Trey Mancini. Everybody that I spoke to and half the, all the tweets that I saw that were not oil fans, they were tuned in to see Otani. They thought he was going to win. They thought he was going to hit some 565-foot bomb, which I did too. I was very excited to see Otani. I mean, this fucking guy is a starting pitcher and hitting home run derby. I mean, get the fuck out of here. Just an absolute beast. But Soto put on a show. I thought that was kind of cool. They tied a couple times, Soto and Otani. And you could see Otani. He was worn out. I was worried for the guy. And I know he's been in other home run derbies before. But he just seemed exhausted. And I didn't know if it was he was feeling back pain you know, some pinched nerve and he doesn't want to let down the fan. So he just keeps going. <laughs> I was picturing in my mind, the angels general manager, Perry, what's his name? Just shaking his head like in horror, continuing to watch his guy. Otani just bend over. And hopefully it was just him being tired again. You know, you haven't heard anything about Otani not feeling well. He pitched great in the all-star game. So I'm sure he was fine. But seeing the uh, sudden death, they kept tying. And then Soto, of course, you get three pitches. And, of course, Soto just completely crushes each pitch. And then Otani comes up, shits the bed with his first hit. But Pete Alonzo, seeing the Twitter hate. <laughs> I know the guy's a psycho. Even in the interview, he doesn't seem like he's everything is there. When they were interviewing him, even whoever it was behind the mic talking to him kind of had the look like, is this guy fucking with us or is this guy really nuts? A lot of people, they don't know how to pick up on sarcasm on Twitter. People saying like, you know, he hates kids and he kicks puppies. <laughs> Mainly Oriole fans. I saw post stuff like that because he just beat our boy Trey and home run derby. But boy, people just, you know, that's not funny. Kicking puppies and hating kids. This guy has a family that's going to sit like, holy shit. There's a lot of people who should not be on Twitter reacting with other human beings. 
It's all, so I'm not kidding. I saw a lot of funny posts like that. And then I guess some girl in the outfield got hurt. I guess it was uh, from one of Alonzo's hits. But come on, these balls are traveling 110, 115 miles per hour off the bat. And you got these kids who are six years old trying to catch these line drives. I mean, some of these kids, look, three years ago, you were shitting in your diapers. And now you think you're going to catch 115 mile an hour uh, hit. I've got balls of steel. So, of course, these kids are going to get hit. But when they were helping the girl off the field, Pete Alonzo, they just, they're showing the girl hurt. And then they're showing Pete Alonzo that the camera keeps panning back and forth. But when they showed Pete, it wasn't like he was talking to another player or concerned about the kid. He's bobbing his head to the music, getting pumped, not even giving a shit. So, of course, people saw that and they're like, all right, maybe he's a little bit of a dick. <laughs> so when he wins home run derby, yeah, there's going to be some Twitter hate. There's going to be some jokes about him not liking kids. He's glad she got hit with the ball, whatever. A lot of people. How dare you? How dare you? That's not funny. Kicking puppies. <laughs> oh, it was good shit. The All-Star Game, the Home Run Derby. It was a good night on Twitter. It was fun. Oral Games, not so much. Everyone's just angry and depressed. Uh, not the best production throughout this Home Run Derby. I wish they would have shown how far the hit was, Home Run Feet. And maybe put an orange glow around the ball. I don't know. Maybe that, that's a little corny. It's like they used to do that in hockey. I think, was it Fox? Used to do the uh, the green puck. And I didn't mind that. My diehard hockey friend, like, get that shit off the screen. <laughs> Jeez, dude, relax. But in this instance, because the time over in Colorado, it was, what, like 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock when they were playing. So, you know, it was just, it was difficult to see the ball in the sky. And the only way that I could see how far the hit was is I'd have to look at the crowd. See everybody uh, reaching up for the ball. I wonder how many broken fingers happened that day. Anyone try to catch a ball like that, they quickly realize, oh, that wasn't smart. Forgot my finger is not supposed to bend this way. <laughs> and the exit velocity would have liked to have seen that as well. So there's a couple of things they probably need to try to figure out with the home run derby. But overall, it was great seeing Trey go to the last round. Which, look, as much as I love Trey Mancini, I didn't think that was going to happen. But the guy put on an absolute show. And that got me emotional. <laughs> Weddings and home run derby. Just, I, I can't handle it. Just too much. Too much drama. And then, of course, the All-Star Game the very next day. Want to make a few comments about that. But first, it'll take about 30 seconds. Spotify, Green Room app. Mentioned it before. It's a free, audio-only social media platform for sports fans. Start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games, talk with other sport fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. This is all you need to do. Download the Spotify Green Room app. It's free. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. There you go. Spotify Green Room app. It's free. All right, one more. This is going to take 30 seconds as well, if that. KansasCitySteaks.com. Get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. Enjoy their butter, tender filet mignon, hearty Kansas City strip steaks, and savory ribeyes. It's been a hard year, so enjoy being together again by bringing the steakhouse to your house with KansasCitySteaks.com. Again, KansasCitySteaks.com. 15% off your order. Free shipping with the code SD. 
Again, that's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. Take advantage of it. All right, so the All-Star game arrives. We're all excited. We're having fun. We get to see Trey Mancini compete in the Home Run Derby. Now we get to see our boy Cedric Mullins start in center field. I'm getting emotional again. (laughs) But I was very, very pumped to get to watch Cedric Mullins play in center field. He did get one play, just a uh, routine pop-up center field. But again, you sit there and you're like, that was the greatest center field catch I've ever seen. Why aren't people talking about that right now? And giving him... Not giving him the hit. What a bullshit-ass decision. Somebody just had a real stick up their ass and wanted to be a basically a big dick and not give Cedric Mullins a hit. He would have out he, he would have been safe regardless how clean he made that play. I don't care what kind of arm he had. Cedric Mullins is a quick motherfucker and would have outran that hit. I mean, g- give me a fucking break. That pissed me off, but whatever. <laughs> it's the all-star game. Uh, it just, you know, obviously upsets us because it's our boy Cedric. Give him a damn hit. But the eighth consecutive year, uh, American League beats National League. I don't know. Maybe that has a little something to do with the uh, designated hitter. Uh, th- the All-Star game, in my opinion, should have been called the Otani game. Yeah, real clever, Nate. Woo, that's why I get paid the big bucks for coming up with shit like that. What I'm saying is they're even interviewing other players. You know, you think they go up, hey, what a year you're having. How does it feel? No. What do you think of this guy, Otani? <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's good. I don't know. I don't know how players feel about that. You walk up to him and ask him about another player. I mean, these guys are the greatest in the world. Sure, they got an ego when a microphone's coming up to them. Yeah, they're going to love to talk about themselves. Nope. What do you think of Otani? Pretty good, huh? It's like, yeah, he's a, he's a great player. Have you seen the season I'm having? And what the fuck was with that annoying beep during the game? Holy shit. Somebody don't don't want to. I don't like hearing about people getting fired, but somebody needs to be fired. I mean, seriously, how did nobody hear that and call down to the production studio and be like, guys, clean this shit up. Like, what what is this? I mean, it went on for five or six innings, right? The shit just didn't stop. It's incredible that nobody picked up on it for that long. Dumb fucking beeping. And the uh, miking up the batter, what a dumb shit idea that was. Bogarts, poor guy, he was the lab rat that night to uh, mic up the hitter. And they're talking to him, <clears throat> you know, what, what, what kind of pitch you think uh, you're going to see? And, of course, the catcher's listening as well. Oh, fastball. He's like, okay, well, I'm not going to fucking throw you a fastball. And then Bogart strikes out, and then Joe Buck, who a ton of people just absolute hate. I'm okay with him. I, he doesn't bother me like he does other people. But in this instance, I said, Joe Buck, that was a little bit of dick move. He goes, ah, he got you. <laughs> Bogart didn't say a freaking word. He just walked back to the dugout, didn't even joke with Joe Buck. Kind of like, yeah, I struck out because he wouldn't shut the fuck up in my ear while I'm trying to bat against one of the best pitchers in the league. Strikes out. <laughs> he got you. That would have been awesome if he said, fuck you, Joe. <laughs> so I don't think they did that the rest of the night. It didn't exactly work out. Not a huge fan of Bogarts, but in that situation, I'm on his side. But getting to watch Cedric Mullins playing the All-Star game, <clears throat> it's crazy. It really is crazy to think. Two seasons ago, he seemed like he was just going to be a player we 
you know, only thought about if someone was randomly wearing his jersey at the game. You know how you spot out random jerseys of old Oriole players? You're like, geez, where'd that jersey come from? You know, somebody 10 years down the road wearing a Mullins jersey. Remember that guy? Boy, that didn't work out. Gets demoted down to uh, Bowie. You know, they, they try him out at Norfolk. Nope. Put him down to Bowie. And at that point, you're like, well, look, unfortunately, Cedric seems like a good guy. It's just not going to work out. Two years later, figures this shit out. Not only does he figure it out, he's in the All-Star game. It's just amazing what the guy did. You know, he gets on first base in the game, and then uh, he scores. Runs all the way. I, I love watching him run the bases. <laughs> he's just so damn fast. Such a little guy. And then Aaron Judge, that home plate, shakes hands with Mullins, congratulating him for getting home. And you know, it looked like a father-son game, how small Mullins is compared to Judge. I mean, anyone's like that again uh, next to Aaron Judge. And then you hear about the Yankees testing positive for COVID, and then the pictures are going <laughs> are, are posted all over the place showing Mullins shaking Judge's hand. You're like, oh, fuck me. That's not good. So overall, it was a fun week with the Home Run Derby All-Star. Each, each uh, um, event, we got to watch an Oriole in there represent the Baltimore Orioles. That was fun. Old Trey Mancini. Man, when he got to the last round and he started putting on a show then, too, I'm like, shit. But Alonzo, that guy's just, I don't know. He's just a freak when it comes to home run derby. He's got it all figured out. Got to win that million buckaroos. Uh, and speaking of Trey, look, it's easy to sit here as a fan and yell out our reasons for not trading Mancini. And by the way, I want to hear your opinion on this. FullCountKS at gmail.com. Of course, we could just be screaming out why the Orioles should not trade Trey Mancini. But when does the term, hey, it's just business. When does that not count anymore? <laughs> People listening, what, when you're dealing with a cancer survivor and a loved Oriole like Trey, you dick. <laughs> I think I've used the word dick a lot uh, on this. <laughs> you got to drink. Go back and start the episode over again and drink every time I call someone or myself a dick. Might be wasted by 10 minutes in. But yeah, it's just business. It's part of the game. I mean, that would not be a good PR move at all. <laughs> Letting a guy like Trey go. But Elias, he's focused. Hey, it's just business. And the Orioles may not even get a solid trade for Trey, as mean as that sounds. You know what I mean? No, Nate, we don't know what you mean. Why don't you explain what you're trying to say here, Dick? Look, I'm just saying, you know, he's batting 253. He's got 16 home runs, 56 RBIs, 782 OPS. Look, he's a damn fine player. You know, but he's not going to, he doesn't have much speed. He's not going to steal your bases. He's basically a first baseman. You know, he's not flashy in the outfield. His defense is pretty good. I'm just saying that even if, Elias does trade him, you know, that might be one of the reasons why he doesn't because what, what they're going to get back, he would rather just hold on to Trey, especially because what, what he means to the city of Baltimore and the fans and we love him and just, you know, keep you, you, in this situation, the way the Orioles are playing and how depressed it is, you got to keep a guy like Trey on the team. But at the same time, if Elias gets that call and Elias is like, holy shit, you're willing to give up who for Trey? Okay. Hey, it's just business. But are you going to light the torches and go uh, stand outside of Elias' house and start throwing rocks through his window because he just traded Trey Mancini? So I'm just curious how you feel about that. You know, if, if it's the right trade and it'll help out the Orioles, although we never know, 
without trades and drafts and whether they're going to pan out and work. But when does it stop becoming the term, A, it's just business? You know what I mean? Again, full count chaos at gmail.com. All right, so obviously the draft, and again, like I said, next week we're going to get more in-depth with this because, look, the draft is fun to talk about, you know, the players out there who the Orioles might pick. But nobody knows. You could talk to your blue in the face about how great these players are or what dumb of a pick that was, how stupid it was to pick him instead of him. In the uh, mock draft, he was picked to go uh, 18th round, and somebody picked him the fifth. Oh, what an idiot. Well, you don't know whether or not that was an idiotic move. We'll know in about two or three years, basically. But I think with the draft, we all agreed that we hope Elias picks some decent pitchers. And I know he didn't pick one pitcher in the first 10 rounds, but from rounds 11 through 19, he took eight pitchers. And you're thinking, the odds have to be in our favor, right? (laughs) Those pitchers, one's got to work out. But with pitching, I think I mentioned this last uh, episode. I can't remember. Since John Means' last start on June 5th, the rest of the Orioles' rotation, 3-18 with an 8-12 ERA. And then when I saw this, it was kind of shocking. Orioles have used 30 pitchers. Already the second most of any season in franchise history, which kind of feels like they've used over 100 pitchers. How bad shit has gotten. But of course, a lot of uh, mixed reactions when uh, they picked, when Elias picked Colton Kowser, outfielder and third baseman. Everyone, what the fuck is this about? Just going nuts. Like, oh my God, the rebuild's over. What the hell? You screwed it all up. Everyone, oh, Khalil Watson was on the board. Everyone thought he was a top five pick. They, he wound up going 16th. So you just don't know. And with these picks, I mean, what do you want me to say? A left-handed hitter who's listed at six foot three, 195 pounds, has a quick bat, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever. Let's hope he works out. Elias is a lot smarter than most of us. We're just mad because they're losing, and we need somebody to take our frustration out on. Second row, second year in a row, the Orioles choose an outfielder. Of course, University of Arkansas, Heston Kerstead, who unfortunately hasn't been able to play or participate in workouts. Hopefully that works out for him. But uh, again, with Kowser, he was hitting 354, 460 OBP, 608 slugging, 24 home runs, 112 RBIs during his three years in college. His junior year season included 10 doubles, two triples, 57 RBIs, 17 stolen bases, 42 walks, 32 strikeouts, and 52 games. And oh, hey, that's great. Let's see what he does when he gets up in the majors. Somebody sent me a link. What was it? MLB Pipeline had the Orioles as the uh, fifth best farm system. So that was good to see. You know who was last? I thought it was interesting. Washington Nationals ranked 30th. And right above them, 29th, the Astros. Oh, boy. So sad to see that. But I didn't realize how I knew the Nationals with a lot of the moves and trades and where they were at in the World Series and all that jazz, all that jazz. But I didn't know they – I looked at a couple lists. Some have them at 28, 29, 30, but yikes. That's not good. But, hey, we all know what that's like, seeing lists like that with the Orioles at the bottom. So that was nice to see. MLB Pipeline has the Orioles currently top five farm system. And, of course, the second pick, second baseman, the Orioles, took another college position player the second round, drafting East Carolina second baseman Connor Norby, 41st overall. 
Now, he led the nation with 102 hits. He batted 415, 44, 659 with 15 home runs and 1.143 OPS. That's not too shabby. 51 RBIs for East Carolina. He was number 44 prospect and number 58 via MLBP. So, again, we just don't know until a few years down the road whether or not it was a stupid pick or very smart pick. And like I said, next week, you got to clean your shit up because we have a guest, Zach Goodman, calling in the show. We'll go a little more in depth with the picks, but we'll also have some more fun with Oriole Talk. You know, I don't want to make it boring when we just go down each draft pick, which I'm not going to do. I can promise you that and go, well, well, you know, what does OBP is OPS and this is what he did and how many stolen base. It's just, I don't know. To me, that's boring talk. Some of you, well, hey, I guess you're not a true baseball fan because I'm very interested to find out the kind of stats of the people that we draft. I understand. <laughs> I've been told that, you know, with the when the draft comes around, people are like, you don't go down the list on every player and rate them. And what I just we'll figure it out in a year or two. And I'll give my opinion on whether that was a dumb move. But right now, I don't feel comfortable saying, oh, man, that 10th pick. What an idiot. Anyway, I'd love to hear from you. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. How do you feel about with uh, trading Trey? Did you enjoy the home run derby all-star game uh, after this week of no Orioles baseball and watching the derby and the all-star? Was there anything that you learned? <laughs> you know, uh, did you uh, feel your blood pressure went way down without Orioles baseball? Did you like the way that home run derby handled their, uh, how they, uh, um, the fuck am I trying to say here? The production, the split screen, not being able to see the baseball, whatever. I always want to hear from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Till next time, see ya.